Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining me for What's the Word? Uh, the show is about finding out what inspires people to succeed in their respective careers. Uh, my name is Cheval John, and thank you for joining me. Uh, just to let you know, uh, we, uh, my guest uh, today is uh, Ms. Uh, Kami Hoysa. Thank you, everyone, for joining me on What's the Word? The show is about finding out what inspires people to succeed in their respective careers. My name is Cheval John, and thank you for joining me. Uh, my guest today is uh, Kami Hoysa, and she is the founder of Zuetika Media, which is a digital marketing and public relations agency comprised of highly experienced leaders in marketing, public relations, and social media. And she is the national leader on topic of population and social media strategy, and she's also the founder and administrator of the Social Media Breakfast of Houston, a multimedia of over 100 influencers here in Houston. And just to let you know, uh, that, you know, this is, this shows going on today because of, you know, not because of, you know, bad Wi-Fi that happened last night instead of normal scheduled time. So this is a special show for today. And here is the interview uh, with uh, Kami Hoysa here on What's the Word. Kami Hoysa, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here, Shaval. How are you today? I'm doing great, Kami. And I'm sorry for butchering your last name. I know I heard it before, but how do you say it again? Um, you say Hoysa. Not easy. Hoysa. Okay. Okay. No, yeah, Hoysa is fine too. All right. Well, I'm going to do a little icebreaker. Uh, so for people, I want to know uh, what is your uh, favorite uh, sports team? My favorite sports team? Well, I grew up in Denver, so I guess I'd have to say, you know, if I was politically correct, I'd have to say the Denver Broncos, right? Because, yeah. But um, I actually don't watch sports very much. In fact, I remember my my biggest memory was um, when my dad was watching the Denver Broncos. I'd crawl up on the couch or under the couch and go to sleep, and that noise of the the stadium would give me great dreams. naps. But what I do now, actually, I, I am into sports with my kids. So um, all my kids play soccer. And actually, my youngest is about to start playing basketball. So I guess I would have to say my favorite sports team is uh, I-9, because that's where we go every Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, uh, now of course, I got to ask now about uh, your, you know, you have a really great track record in PR. Um, you, you know, what led you to uh, to become an entrepreneur? Wow. Um, well, I started like normally, I guess. Um, I went and I went to college. And after I got out of college, I got a great job. And I served in that job for a number of years. And it was a, it was a really fun job. Um, I was working for the Manufactured Housing Institute. Actually, my first job was America's Charities. So that I, I've always had a real soft spot for charitable and cause kind of things. Um, so I started with them, and then I moved over to the Manufactured Housing Institute, which was a trade association, and I worked there for eight years, and I was the national spokesperson for them, and I did a lot of great things. And what I loved about that job always was that they gave me a lot of freedom to do the things that I wanted to do or the things I thought were most important for the communication of the brand and, and of, of the members. The other part that I think was really helpful is that I had to report um, every year to our to our board of directors and our board of directors were um, the way that the that this particular trade association worked is that the uh, companies were members 
And so often the CEO of the company would be there because they spent a lot of money at this trade association. And so um, I would be reporting and kind of defending what I was doing to the very top CEOs of some of, uh, of some major multi-million dollar companies. So I think that gave me kind of the bug because all of those were, many of those were entrepreneurs. Let's just say that, you know, I had early access to them. In fact, Kevin Clayton, who owns Clayton Homes, he ended up, his company ended up being bought by Warren Buffett. So he was spending time with Warren Buffett. So, I mean, these are the types of people that I was like talking to on the phone every day. Um, so as a young, you know, 20 year old. So I was very fortunate, honestly, to have that job because it really did give me a lot of, of um, excitement about the idea of entrepreneurship. The other part that I think really helped me was my own family. Um, I come from entrepreneurs uh, in my family and they, they are more the blue collar type entrepreneur. They have construction companies and, and that kind of thing. And so uh, my uncle has a really fairly, um, you know, successful construction company down in Beaumont here in Texas. So it, I really had an opportunity from a very young age to see them do that. And in fact, my other uncle, who is up in Colorado, he also was more of a serial entrepreneur. So my uncle in Texas is more of a, I'd say, tried and true blue entrepreneur, you know, started a company, has stuck with that company all the way through. Um and then my other uncle was more of a serial entrepreneur. He would find things and kind of make them into money. And he was really, he, I, from him, I kind of learned the idea of reoccurring income um, because he built a whole bunch of buildings that, and made sort of an office park up in the mountains in Colorado. And then he rents those out, right? So he gets reoccurring income every month. So I learned a lot, I guess, from looking around me and my family and also um, having that really amazing job pretty early on. I think that was, that was formative for me. That is awesome. And, and of course, you know, for, you know, you've now like run a company called Zoetica, you know, which you launched in 2009 when you, when you had, when you and your family moved here to, to the Houston area. Uh, Can you tell us about uh, that process of starting a company? Sure, sure. Absolutely. And actually I started another company before that. In 2002, I started my PR pro and then I, I, um, got partners and we, we started Zoetica in 2009. So that got folded into Zoetica. Oh, wow. Um, so I've been doing this a long time now. I mean, I actually started that first company similarly when I, we moved, when I moved from Washington, D.C. to Texas in 2002. And I decided at that time, um, my husband had a great job. We had healthcare because healthcare was a, of concern and always is for entrepreneurs. And it was even wor- more of a concern back then. Um, really hard to find it for an affordable price. And so uh, I started that then and uh, that really took off and I found my partners over time and then they came in and then eventually I eventually took over Zoetica completely myself. So bought them out. So I've been through a lot in the process. Um, it is a communications company. We do the, the normal things that marketing and communications companies do, but also, you know, are we going to have employees? Are we not going to have employees? How many states are we going to be um, registered in? Because at one time we, I was registered in five states. So, oh, wow. you know, how, and how do you manage that? And how do you manage pulling it all back? Because I decided to bring it all back to Texas so it'd be simplify the, the process. Because I was spending a lot of time with um, administrative or administrivia, as I like to call it. And I really wanted to get back to the work. So um, it was really interesting. I, I, I had, I would call myself the B school um, hard school of knocks 
<laughs> person. So you ask me anything you want to about that. I can tell you a lot about how to manage, um, you know, registering companies and getting, you know, foreign entities and undoing foreign entities and what, how to find a really great CPA. Because by the way, if you're an entrepreneur, that's your first step. Go out and get a CPA. Don't try to do it yourself. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely learn that lesson every day yeah. now for the better. Now, now of course, uh, you know you also in a, in the process as well. You know you launch you launched the social media breakfast Houston at the same time, which is now one of the I guess one of the largest uh, social media uh, breakfast chains in the country. Can you share with us, uh, you know, how do, like what led you to do that, and and why do you think like so many entrepreneurs need to be a part of like you know learning more about social media and also started launching like something similar to what you launched yeah so um so when i moved to houston in 2008 i uh, my friend brian person actually started the social media breakfast movement in boston um like way before that i'd say i don't i i got 2006 maybe he even 2006 2007 somewhere in that range and um he had moved to Austin by that point, and we're good friends. And so I just called him up and I said, "Yeah, is there a social media breakfast in Houston?" He goes, "No, nobody's doing it there." I said, "Oh, I, I'd be happy to start one here." And he, it's not a real organization in the sense that you don't pay any money into it. There's no dues. There's no bank account. There's no organization really. Um, it's all grassroots. But he said, "Yeah, sure, do that." And he had actually at the time put a little bit of money into it. And he, the, the logo that we use now came from him. So he had all those logos created for all of us that were, were doing this all across the country. And so that was really great. And I said, you know, I, and I guess this is, again, you're talking about entrepreneurship. This is really, I think, the deal. Um, when I see a need, I tend to just fill it. You know, I'll, I'll look at it. I'll say, oh, nobody's doing this. It's, it, it worked for me because I have little kids. I had little kids, very little at the time. They're still not huge, but um, at the time, they were babies. You know, I, I had my littlest baby and then all the way up to about five-year-old, I think. And um, I didn't really have the ability to go to, like, all these evening networking events. You know, like, I couldn't go to the things that are already happening. And a lunch event for me, honestly, I live out in Katy. So I live on the very, very edge of Houston, if you will. <laughs> and um, it takes me half a day, you know. Even when I do the breakfast, it takes half a day. But I'm home by 11, so I can have, like, the rest of my day. Um, so for me, the morning worked. And I thought, you know, nobody else is doing this. So let's do it. And uh, the other thing that I did, I think that's really important to understand, and maybe is even a principle for other people to follow, is don't try to do it on your own. Don't go out there and just try to be a lone star and try to be the and try to be the star. Because for me, that's, I think, one of the biggest issues. People uh, feel like they have to do it themselves. And you know, they, they just don't kind of reach out for help. And I didn't do that. I The first thing that I did is I reached out to the three people that, I think there was three or four people that I was following and they were following me on Twitter. At the time I was blogging pretty heavily. And um, I said, hey, can I, can I meet you guys and ask you a few questions about Houston? And they were like very welcoming to me. Um, and Mark Nathan was one of those who, by the way, was at the breakfast on Friday. That's why I, I was really thrilled to see him. But Mark Nathan, who isn't here anymore, he's in Austin. Um, and Jennifer Tejada, who also isn't here anymore, but she used to be the social media manager for um, MD Anderson. 
so I, she and I um, met, and then also Sa uh, Sandra, Sandra Fernandez, which I know you know her. Yeah, I do. Um, so Sandra was there, and so I met with these three people, and then also um, I ended up meeting with uh, Shippel um, as well, Ed Shippel, and so those four people really were the ones that I ended up meeting with, and they were all so very encouraging, um, and Jennifer was so encouraging that she co-founded it with me. <laughs> So the others were like, we'll send people, we'll help you. And they did, and they promoted it um, the first couple of years. I mean, Edge Shipple was huge in helping us get off the ground, as was Mark Nathan, um, as far as promoting us and, and making sure it worked out. And then also, um, uh, Sandra was like a, just a diehard from the beginning uh, attendee, and she would live tweet and all the things that we needed. And then we met at a place called Coffee Grounds, which doesn't exist anymore. But um, at the time, it was sort of the center of the universe for social media because the guy, uh, uh, um, Mr. Cohen, I'm trying to remember his first name. My mind just went blank, but I know him. But anyway, so um, he was there and he was um, kind of getting some national publicity for his ordering. You could you could actually tweet him to order for your coffee order and he'd have it ready when you came through the drive through. <laughs> mm -hmm. So he got like national press for that. It was amazing. J.R. Cohen. I'm sorry, it was J.R. So anyway, so J.R. was awesome. And um, and he let us have some space there. But I'm going to tell you, uh, we blew out the space pretty quickly. Um, we started the first month with like 30 people. And they had to put us on the back patio. And we barely fit. And then um, over time, we got so big that he had to move us. Actually, hilarious where we sat we sat outside underneath an overhang like we were in, like it was like the patio at canopy it was kind of something like that but it was their drive-through and they closed their drive-through down while we were there <laughs> so anyway interesting and cool but maybe a little bit cramped and and when it rained it was kind of interesting <laughs> wow that's that's really awesome there so I mean, but that really shows like, you know, you put in the hard work to get the uh, social media breakfast the way it's at right now. And, mm -hmm. and of course, like I got to ask this question, like, did you had any, did, what are the challenges of running a business and especially, you know, you know, social media breakfast Houston as well? So I missed part of what you said, but are you telling like, me if I had a business purpose? No, 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 no. no what is, what's is the process of running a business? Uh, like the, actually what are the challenges? Which one? <laughs> Which one? Okay, the challenges. Um, well, I can go with a couple of things here. First of all, I want to say one thing about starting anything, whether it's a business or whatever. Um, consistency is sort of the key, right? So, like, you know, you get on Blab every week and you do your show and, you know, you may have a few people and, and you may have not many, but over time, your show is going to grow, right? Because yeah. you're just putting in the time, you're putting in the time, you're putting in the time. And what I find really interesting is people kind of expect a return on their investment like in the first day. And with social media, it's just not like that. I mean, I have, um, honestly, my return on investment for social media breakfast, I mean, my husband was, we were talking about this exact thing the other day. Um, he goes, yeah, you have, he goes, you're running that like, you know, a hobby. And I'm like, you're right. I run it like a hobby. And he goes, and he was, and I, I don't mind you running like a hobby. You should run it like a hobby. He goes, I'm glad you're running it like a hobby. He goes, but you know, you've gotten maybe, two or three clients out of it out of, you know, seven years. So that ROI is pretty bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. But I mean, I'm just saying directly. You could say I directly got clients. I mean, I don't, I think the indirect 
things that I get out of it are pretty, pretty powerful too. Um, all of my clients find it very interesting that I run this breakfast. Do you know what I'm saying? Even though I yeah. may not have gotten them from the breakfast, they kind of see it as a social proof point that I run this thing, you know? So I'm not going to say I didn't get nothing out of it because I think I do, you know, I get credibility out of it, if anything. Um, but it's like that with any kind of business. It is all about consistency over a period of time. You know, I, every month I find a speaker, every month I find a speaker, I ever, you know, we have a little clockwork. We send out our, our thing at a certain time. We do, you know, we do everything pretty much the same every month. Um, so having systems, I think is really hugely important and that's really important for your business too. So for me, um, sometimes it's really confusing to find a system and the, the easiest thing sometimes to do is to buy in now, especially you can buy into any system out there, right? There's everybody's always selling a system somewhere. Yeah. Um, so I would say, I mean, I'm, I'm not against buying into systems. Um, I certainly have, I I've sat through my share of webinars and, and whatever. Cause I also believe that you can continue to learn always. Um, and if you think that you've arrived, then you're finished. Oh yes, that's true. That is my uh, big quote. Um, you know, I, I take that from Dr. Seuss and also from, I mean, that's not his quote, but that kind of behavior, you know, if you read, Oh, the places you'll go, you know, it's kind of like that, you know, you, you're never finished on your journey. Um, you're never finished learning. And if you feel you've arrived, you're finished with your journey. And that means you're done, you know, so you have to continue to learn. You have to continue to evolve. And especially in social media, let's just be clear. The social media that I bought into and that I started in uh, 2005, because I really started my blog in 2005 and I started getting clients in the social media area in two. I mean, my biggest my first big um, campaign, if you will, was in 2007 right. uh, on social media that I that I that somebody paid me to do a campaign for a major brand. That was 2007. And um that's a long time ago. Let me just tell you, there was no uh, real Facebook presence of any kind. There was no, there was Twitter, but Twitter was not really being, it was a small group of people. Um, we were all on there and I wouldn't say that we, we used it that much for that campaign. It was really blogging at the time. If you didn't have a blog, you, you, you know, links were currency. That was what we used to say. Links are currency, links are, you know, and we were having big fights of whether to call this new thing that was kind of emerging social media and whether that was a good name. I mean, those are the kinds of conversations that we were having back then. So, um, you know, uh, people like, Oh, but it's not like you're a social director on a cruise or, you know, nobody liked social media cause it, it was like going to be horrible. And they already were mad because blog was in the, the vernacular and blog. They hated that word. And we were all like, Oh, engineers made up blog. I mean, it was hilarious. The kinds of things we talked about back then. Social media today is not that. And if I hadn't grown, if I hadn't grown along with oh, yeah. it, um, uh oh, my battery is very low. Hold on just a second. I think. Well, everyone, uh, the second part of this interview will come up shortly, and and uh, without, and I'm going to play a little music, uh, have a little music break, uh, and and there's something you're going to hear is, uh, by Chris Earl called "Just People." Enjoy this music.
That was Chris Earl with Just People here on What's the Word. And just to, and if you want to find out more about Miss Chris Earl, you can visit her website at www.chrisearl.com. www.chrisearl.com to see more of her music and her upcoming album that should be coming out later this year. Now, without further ado, here's the second part of the interview with uh, Miss Kami Hoysa. It's like, what are the rewards of running a business? Yeah, so um, I think the the immediate reward is that you own your time. And you can make a decision about what you want to do. And sometimes you can feel like you don't own your time because my, my kids ask me, who's the boss, Mom? Who's your boss? And I'm like, I have, like, many bosses because all my clients are my bosses, right? So I don't just have one boss anymore. So I have many bosses. But the good thing about that is I can choose who those bosses are. Um, and I do not have to Ooh, necessarily um, keep working on a project that doesn't work for me. And, you know, if you're – you may not feel like that sometimes because you are you need the money and you're worried about the money and you're worried about the next – like how I'm going to get the next business deal. But what I've found is that um, I'm never short of business deals to be had. Um, and I think the reason why is because whenever I'm, I kind of move out in the world with some confidence, you know, I have some confidence about that and I feel comfortable in my own skin. Um, so the, the key to really being your own boss is like being a good boss to yourself. You know what I'm saying? So you have to treat yourself with respect and That's, you can't let yeah. yourself stay with a bad client yeah. because if you stay with a bad client, they're going to ruin your confidence. And that's the bottom line. So you've got to like look at yourself very seriously and your clients and think of it as an interview process, not only for them, but also for you. And if you do great work for great clients, they're going to sing your praises and they're going to refer you to other people too. So that's really, I guess, the key, but it's not easy. It sounds easy, but it's not easy. All right. Now, I'm gonna, now of course, now we're going to switch, switch up a bit because You've uh, you've actually written a book, which is on AHA Books, which uh, which it was really fun to discover, uh, called uh, How to Use Social Media, Win Business, and Find Influencers, which is on Mitchell Levy's uh, you know AHA website. Can you share with us uh, what led you to write that book and 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 the process sure. of writing that book? Mitchell Levy made me do it. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> I will tell you, that's kind of what happened. Um, no, I, I, I'm really excited about that book. Um, it's 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 more of a, uh, it's a very easy read because it's 140 insights and 140 characters. So that's it's written in a really easy way to do it. So I felt like even with my busy schedule, I could do it. That was part of why I did it. And, and there was a lot that I can teach. I feel like I have, I've had a lot of experiences and things. So I, when I was going through that process, I broke it down into different ways, like influencer relations. What would I say about influencer relations? What are the 10 or 15 things I'd say succinctly about um, those things? And so he has this really great process. Like if you can write an aha book too. So if you feel like there's something that you have inside of you, you can go to the aha, uh, thinkaha.com. And uh, go to the AHA Accelerator and write your own book. And they send you a nice little um, Excel document. And then you can write them in there. And guess what? As you type, it tells you how many characters you've typed up in that in that thing. He's got a really neat little Excel document they've put together for that. And um, it's, it's not, I mean, you're going to have to pay to get it published with them because they have 
Um, and I will I will um, admit that I didn't pay. He actually asked me to do it and wanted me to do it to, so that I could then talk to other people about the experience of doing it. So I'm just disclosing that. Um, but it's um, <laughs> a disclosure, FTC rules. <laughs> and um, I just wanted to say, though, that I, I thought it was a lot easier than I thought it would be. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was going to take up a lot of my time, and it really didn't. Um, and, and I had fun doing it too. And I have some plans for taking it and tearing it apart. And right now I have, um, some plans to take them and, uh, make little, uh, graphics of some of the quotes, um, in Canva and use them as, as, uh, pin tweets. And I'm going to do some fun stuff with it. So it also gives you a lot of content, you know, and you can spin out whole articles on one thing that you said. So you could also use it for your blogging, you know, and then make a really like full length book. So start with the quotes. And then uh, write write a blog post for each one of them. That'd be a cool way to do it too. So I, I love doing that. Before that, I was a right. I was a, a famed uh, chapter writer. I've written chapters in several books too. So um, you know that's mm -hmm. another way to get started with book writing. Yeah. You know, say I just felt like I couldn't take on a whole book, and so I said, yeah, I'll do the measurement chapter. Okay, good. So that was fun too, and I have a couple of those out as well. All right. Now, now of course, since we're going to stick with uh, the AHA, uh, AHA mm -hmm. uh, platform, you also now, are, are, well, by the time this uh, podcast is released, it'll be uh, next year, but uh, you, you actually are hosted, hosting a show with Mitchell Levy on the, on the FIR, you know, for, for your, for media release mm -hmm. podcast network, on the, the Tata Leaders uh, show. Uh, for the mm -hmm. month of December, uh, can you share with us, uh, you know, what what is I like to to co-host um, with uh, Mitchell Levy on that? I have to tell you, we have had so much fun. <laughs> it's been really, really fun, and um, I've learned a lot too um, about video and video podcasting, and and also um, the, there's audio to that too. So there's a lot of little glitches and things that we've been through, as you know, because you've been through a lot of glitches now that you've done your show for a while. Um, like you have all the tricks, kind of. But you like refresh, give me refresh. Okay, yeah, you're coming. And um, I think that you know, again, consistency is is really important. And he's done a great job at that. And what's really cool is at the end of the month, we're talking about cost marketing, which is a really you know passion point for me. And um, how companies can actually affect their bottom line with cost marketing. And we have good examples of companies that are doing that, and nonprofits that are using it. And how do you find the right nonprofit? We're, we're talking about all that. And um, at the end of the month, what's really cool about it is we will have another AHA book out, and I will have quotes in that, too. So I'll have a second AHA book at the end of the month. All so right. that's cool. So uh, using the All content right. and spinning now, the okay. content out. See here how that work uh, is working? You know, I love how Mitchell does that. You know, we have the podcast, we have the videos, we have the AHA book. You can make a lot of content pretty quickly that way. All right. Now, Cami, uh, since you are co-hosting the show, I give uh, people who are podcasters, uh, broadcasters, television journalists, or the former to ask me a question on the show. So you can go ahead and ask me anything. Oh, AMA? Really? Mm, what would I want to ask you? Okay, yes. so I would ask you, because it seems to me like um, I started seeing you coming around about been almost two years ago. Is that right? A year ago? How long have you been? 
it's was only been a year. Okay. So, and you've really grown since then. So, can yes. you tell me um, how you ended up in Houston if you've been here for a while? But you know, in my consciousness, why you came to social media breakfast? I'm 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 taking full advantage of this one question. Why you came to social media breakfast? <laughs> And what you're trying to accomplish with your business. Go. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, well, I've been well. I've actually been in Texas for 16 years. I lived in Huntsville for 15 of those years. And But I moved to Houston um, a year ago. And how I found out about Social Media Breakfast was through uh, Trish Russ Cunningham, uh, which, I saw, which I saw at the top of 100 uh, influencers. And I saw your name on that. And I knew, and when I and I saw that you know all the influence was going to be there, so I just decided that I was going to come to see what this was, you know, social media breakfast was about. And it was that first one that uh, Kristen uh, Oliphant, oh, yeah. uh, who who goes by Kiki Mojo, yeah. was a speaker. And I really enjoyed that. Uh, I enjoyed every one of those of social media breakfast since then. And for me, uh, my goal is to be financially independent to where I can, you know, to be to be like, uh, you know, with my business for the better. And so that's, you know, I want to be where you're at right now in financial independence with your business. Cool. Can I ask a follow-up? So what yeah, are you doing ahead. to get there? Like what, 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 who, what kind, what's your, what's your perfect client? Oh, wow. Uh, my perfect clients would, oh boy, I, I would say my perfect client would be uh, like I want I want to like go towards like the mm -hmm. sports industry, but you know I want to do like you know write like do like writing services towards like the sports and media industries because I and also teach them on how to use social mm -hmm. media correctly because I see that most people are not using social media the right way they only use it to to sell their to promote themselves not interacting with the audience and I feel like I can help uh, people. To you know, on how to use yeah. social media correctly so that they can grow their business for the better too. And I'm and of course I'm using this live stream platform called Blab, and I'll, I'll, you know to record my podcast, you know on Blog Talk Radio, and and, and of course my media company belong me as well. That's great. And I, I I'm gonna have to like introduce you to somebody then. I know a few people. See that helps me. See if you tell me what you want to do, I can tell you what how we can do it. I have some friends that might be helpful to you. Behind the league is really good. <laughs> Mr. Neal is um, a good friend All of mine, right. and he's here in, in Houston. So they're around football. Okay. I'm not 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 awesome. European football, well, other kind of football. But. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh Yeah. So that's that's uh, let's just say that's uh, what that's uh, these days like doing this interview is really awesome. You know, uh, you know, for people, but not but not but not. I can't speak now might not know like you know had an opportunity to know Cami over over a long period of time and you know over time building that uh, great friendship is is what what allowed me to uh, to interview her on my show and i think that's what uh, many people are missing out is that they think that you know you know if they just turn on with a the business they think that they got to like go out to the big name people like the a the a-listers you know trying to reach out to them but instead, they should try to try to build friendships with people who are just starting out with them, so that over time they're gonna grow their audience for the better, and then afterwards, they themselves are gonna become influencers. Am yeah, I, and I am think I on Darcy. The right track, Hi, Darcy. How are you doing? Anyway, um, yeah, I think so. And um, I, 
I, I believe that that is the way you get to know people. That is the way that you can affect change. Um, you know, knowing what each other's um, areas of specialty are. Um, for me, I'm really, a, I have healthcare, tourism, and um, and nonprofit causes. So those are the kinds of clients that I work with generally in sort of the bigger brands uh, area. So like, you know, mid to large or companies. But I didn't start there, you know, I didn't really start there. Um, we have, you have to kind of grow over time and, and you're not going to do this alone. Again, even as an entrepreneur, your success is totally dependent on other people, totally dependent in the sense that you have to have them, re uh, you know, re talk to you, um, send you clients, uh, send you ideas uh, for social media breakfast. For example, I have to have the support of all of you that come or I can't even put the thing on. Do you know what I'm saying? You have to show up. You have to invite your friends. You have to like uh, make it what it is. And the fact that the influencers in Houston come to social media breakfast happens because it's a community, right? It's not about me. And that's the hardest thing I think sometimes for people that are starting something like that to understand is that if you make it about yourself, you ruin it. You know, if you're, if you're going to be the only speaker, the only person who ever has anything to say and, you know, you're going to be always talking about your business and always talking about your brand. People get tired of that. You know, they can only they can only come to a few of those before they're like, ah, I've heard that before. Time to move on. Right. It's all about them yeah. and what what you can do for them. And, you know, I have I have had to work really hard because half the time I don't even introduce myself at that thing. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, let's, let's so I need to probably move a little bit more toward like at least people knowing what my brand is so they can refer me. Right. So I've yeah. made that mistake. I've made that mistake too. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, now we're getting closer to uh, you know to winding down in a bit. But mm -hmm. I'm gonna like I'm gonna like ask you about this because you know for those people for those who are trying to like you know you know to to build the business for the better. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm gonna say like you know for people that are that will be listening to this. You know many people might know that you're like a third. You're, you were mentioned as a 30 PR expert you should follow on Twitter and a top 100 social media power influencer in Houston. And also your name among the American Genius top 50 uh, industry influencers as well. So so first of all, how how important is that for you, you know, to be named among those uh, among those uh, those lists uh, for the better? And also, how does that like, you know, do you think that you know people should aim to try to make those lists or just or just try to just focus on building the business and helping people out and then over time they will they will get recognized per se yeah that that last one you just said. <laughs> um I mean it's a good piece of social proof I mean it's really easy for people that are on lists to say lists are not important um I would say that you know I never went out to get on a list. Um, it's nice when you're added to a list. A lot of people um, kind of scoff at lists and find them very um, exclusive or whatever. And so I, I've never been the one to like really push that. Although, you know, Eric Tung, who made the top influencer list for Houston up, um, he just decided that he was going to do that as a way to recognize people in Houston. And, you know, the fact that I end up in that list at all, you know, and, and much less near the top of it is is a it's great, but I never like tried to like become that, you know, become a, a top of a, of a of a list. I think if you chase that kind of thing, if that's really important to you, um, 
you're going to be disappointed a lot of the time, and you'll end up with a big chip on your shoulder if you don't get stuff. You know what I'm saying? If you're like, oh, I was left off that yeah. list. I mean, I'm sure I've been left off a lot of lists that maybe I should have been on. I don't know. But my point is, is if you if you focus on that, and believe me, I've been through all kinds of things. So for for a period of time when I was first blogging, I was among always, like with Chris Brogan and others, in the top 10 of all social media slash marketing bloggers in the PR market, I'm sorry, PR bloggers in the world um, for many, many years. So that being the case, um, you know, it was nice to be there, but today I'm not there. Do you know what I'm saying? So you, whatever success you're going to have, it's going to come and it's going to go and it's going to ebb and it's going to flow. But guess what? I'm still here. And a lot, a lot of the bloggers, so is Chris Brogan. So is a bunch of these people that were with us in that early days, but there's plenty of them that are no longer even around. They're not involved at all. So I think consistency, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, Business is a marathon, not a sprint. And at the end of the day, your business being successful is not about being popular. It's about making money and, and enough money to support your family and the lifestyle that you want. So if you have the lifestyle you want, whether you're making a million dollars or $50,000 or 60 or 80 or 100 or 150, it doesn't matter how much money you make as long as it's, it's supporting your personal goals. And your personal goals aren't, should not be to be the most famous person on the internet. I'm just saying. I mean, you yeah. can get a lot of you can you can put yourself in a lot of trouble putting yourself in that position anyway. The more famous you are, the more um, open to critical criticism you are. The often sometimes the more people will chase you down and try to like harm you intentionally just to yeah. pull you down a peg. So I personally don't want to be like the number one person on any list. That's really not my goal. I love it. I, I'm appreciative right. of it, but I don't. That's not my goal. Yeah. I definitely understand. Okay, now uh, if now if you had the opportunity to uh, spend time with someone you admire, past or present, to learn from, who would that person be? I always this is this is a uh, I always say the same thing when I get this question. I almost got to meet her, but I didn't quite. Um, Mother Teresa, actually, because I feel like she gave up everything to follow her passion, which was to help people that were that that nobody else would help. And to me, that's such a selfless act um, and such a such an understanding that the world isn't about you, um, such a humble personality. I'm sure she had her own uh, problems, too, and her own things that she didn't do well, but from the outside view. And I almost got to meet her in Washington, D.C. before she died um, a couple of years back, obviously, um, in the late 90s. And I... My friend, um, her husband was a security, was head of security detail at the um, at uh, at the Capitol building, and, and she came down to do the morning prayer or whatever it was for Congress. And he, I just begged, I said, "Can you please get me in? Just, I mean, I'll be like a, a little fly on the wall. I don't even have to say anything." Um, but he couldn't do it from the security perspective, so he actually got me in a really cool little charm. She, she, uh, he went and told her. He said, "My friend." wanted to really come see you and she just gives send you her regards because he got to meet her and she said, Oh really? She couldn't get in. And she, and she, she handed him a little charm for me. Oh wow. Um, it was a saint, you know, like a, a medallion uh, that I have on a necklace. And I should, if I knew you were going to ask, I would have brought and showed it to you. But anyway, um, that was like <laughs> really powerful for me because that woman 
doesn't know me from Adam, you know, she doesn't know anything, but she's always, she would always do that. And it's one of the things that I admire about her. And maybe I feel like I should be better at, like, you know, people would, she would spend hours just writing people back. Like people would write her letters and she would write, she would answer every single letter. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm not quite that good. So I would like to, I'd like to, I like to emulate that giving spirit that she has. And um, so, yeah, Mother Teresa. All right. Okay. Well, where can people find out more about uh, your work? Yeah. So you can come um, to my website, which is www.zoeticamedia.com. And zoetic, it comes from the um, Latin zoetic, which means to give life. So we give life to your communications. There's my tagline. Um, your stories are our Your stories are strategy. Uh, so we'll help you with your strategy. And um, you can also get me on Twitter is actually one of the easiest places. If you're on Twitter, you can get me at Cami Chat, K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. I love to talk to people on Twitter. And um, Facebook also. I mean, you can go to the Social Media Breakfast of Houston on Facebook. We have a pretty active community there. Um, so that's, yeah, those places. All right. Well, every, well, everyone, oh. thank uh, thank you, Cami, for taking time Darcy out of your busy schedule to. Well, everyone, I hope that uh, you enjoyed that interview with uh, with Cami Hoister, and you, and of course, uh, you know, you know, if if you guys are here in the Houston area, uh, you should check out uh, you know Social Media Breakfast uh, Houston, which happens at the, every second Friday of every of every month, and and of course, you know, check out uh, her website at www.zweticamedia.com, and also follow her on Twitter at Cami uh, Chat as well. And of course, uh, you know, sorry for the tech, you know, the glitches during the interview, but I guess you know it's you know recording on on a live streaming platform, which is still beta. Is you know it's, it comes with the different uh, technical difficulties, but that you know. Just had to get through the interview, and I'm very happy that I had the opportunity to chat with uh, my good friend, Kami Hoysa. So please uh, check her website out at com and on, follow her on Twitter at Kami Chat as well. And if you missed this episode uh, live, you can uh, follow, you can uh, listen to it again on you know on archive and at my website, www.valanomedia.com forward slash podcast dash two and also you know if you want to see the upcoming uh recordings of of this show what's the word you can uh you can listen to uh w um you can listen to uh w, you can follow on my website and see uh, the upcoming interviews on the show so please check it out as well well thank you for joining me on what's the word the show that's about finding out what inspires people to succeed in their respective careers my name is cheval john be real and be independent i'll see you guys on uh, next monday night